The group stages are all done, with favourites advancing, small nations surprising, and Ronaldo seeing the back of the net five times. Sorry about that, Nico. I'm James Sarbo. He's Nick Guglielmino, and this is the Continental Breakfast, thanks to Sportsmate Mobile, TLA, and the Euro 2020 Live app. Please download it today. In your most important mental meal of the day, we'll scramble over some highlights, toast the lowlights, and serve up some leftovers for you to enjoy. Nico, how's your sleep been? Yeah, not too bad. We it's finally good. got a day off yesterday. That, that's it, mate. <laughs> I don't know how to feel really. This is yeah. the first few days we've had without football for the last couple of weeks, so mm. it's good. We get to recharge the batteries before we go into the last stretch, the that's knockouts, right. the business end. Mm. But yeah, I'm feeling good. We started with 24 nations. We're down to 16. Uh, who is your tip quickly for the actual tournament? In one word, because we're going to get into it. I'm a wimp, so I'm going to go France. They're the obvious yeah. one. Um, but you know what? what? I've got a dark horse. The Netherlands. Really? Just quietly, they've won all three games. They have, but we defensively, they haven't held up very well. Well, in their first game against Ukraine, they conceded two goals, and that's when we last spoke about them. Since True. then, they've kept two clean sheets. They, since your man, the they Juventus have, but boy, they've been a Delict. bit leaky. Yeah, Delict has been he's good. Once in. he's come in, he's been sturdy. That's what happens with Juventus players. They change the team setup. I'm just saying, don't sleep on them. Nico, was Delict your hero, or was it someone else? It was someone else, unfortunately, Jimmy, but mm. it was Luka Modric. Yeah. Come of the moment, come of the man. Croatia needed to win against Scotland to progress. The scores were level at 1-1 after an hour had been played. And then who else but Croatia's golden boy mm-hmm. or golden man. He is 35 years old. But he pulled a goal out of the top draw, Jimmy. Yeah, outside um, of the boot. That's Beautiful. it. He, hitting the ball first time outside of the boot, pinpointing to the top corner. It was unstoppable. And he, he provided that assist as well for the next goal, the sealer for uh, Perisic as well. So... Well, they, they win 3-1, they progress thanks to him and they just love him over there, don't they? They do. Well, half of them love him, half of them don't. He went through a couple of legal battles back in Croatia, so not everybody loves him. But I think of, they would now. Now they will. Now they'll love him because he stepped up. They played about 20 minutes, Croatia, I think, of that game, but it was a good 20 minutes and yep. it just showed how much they do rely on him, which is the danger. If you take him out of the game, then Croatia are, are practically stuffed. But they've got a lot of heart. As they always say, they small do. country, big heart. But I, I don't think it was just him. Ivan Perisic, for me, has probably been the difference. In the last two games, he's been best best of field. Scored two goals. He's he scored two goals. He's set up goals. Um, I think I think he's been the man of the match, and he's been the difference Fair in both enough. of those. So Fair you, don't, you overlook in opinions. You overlook Perisic. Um, <laughs> Nico, what's my hero? Thanks for asking. Cristiano Ronaldo. And it's because he's... As it always is, really. As it always is. There's no surprise to see him score five goals and and be the man. Um, He's the best player in the world and it it proves because you've got to do it at a domestic level but also international level. And Cristiano Ronaldo is second to none. There's another conflicting opinion, mate. Well, I know you believe in Messi. But it it just can't be. And he steps up. Yes, they're penalties, but you've still got to have the bottle. I do agree with that. To it get, takes to, to oh score mate, them. You would have the pressure of his whole country on his shoulders. He does. So he literally to does. Score every single and one. Portugal. Yeah. So if Portugal actually finished third, I think last time uh, when they won the Euros, and they finished third again in this group, and uh, they only won I think two games in that tournament. They had a few draws. They won on penalties, and they went through. So mm. you only have to have a few games when you've got someone like Cristiano Ronaldo in the squad who didn't play the final, mind you. Uh, a few years back, um, anything can happen. He is a star. He is the oh, best player course. in the world. Of course. Yep. Um, my highlight, Jimmy, yes. Denmark, um, 
just the scenes in Copenhagen for mm. their 4-1 win over Russia. We spoke earlier in the week about Hungary and what the scenes were like um, in yeah. their game against France earlier in the week. Um, but I genuinely believe just the crowd, it, it, it was a red sea they had at their stadium. And I genuinely believe that played a big part in their win. Um, it was just an incredible atmosphere, so much energy in the game. And just, it's great to see, you know, after the last year or so we've had with no fans in the stadium to, you know, pack out a stadium like that and have that sort of energy. It, it makes so much difference to a game of football. Mm. And they're doing it for Ericsson, aren't they? They are. They're doing it they for are. him. And they're playing with heart and passion. They won it in in the 90s. I can't recall the exact year. I apologize. But they came from nowhere in that year. And there's this little feeling now that people in Denmark have that, hey, maybe it could happen again. Well, that's it. They, they need it to win. Yeah. Missing uh, Ericsson, but they've got uh, Hoybier, who we looked at about to pronounce his name properly because I was saying it wrong according to Nick, so I went and looked it up. But I love watching him, especially for Tottenham as well. But he set up four goals in 38 appearances for Tottenham. He's already set up three in three games for Denmark, and he's having a big influence. Now, key passes, so uh, key passes in the game are leading to attacks and that sort of thing. He's had nine along with uh, Kevin De Bruyne. So that's the influence that he has. He's a spark in that midfield. If he can keep up this consistency, I've got – no um, doubts that Denmark can progress uh, deeper than just the round of 16. I know you have doubts over them, but well, I don't. Yeah, they would have been sh- um, a bit sh- shaken up after that first game when Ericsson did mm. go down. So it's understandable why they had a bit of a slow start. But that win, that uh, 4-1 win that they had, you know, that could just be a little spark to you know send them on their way. It might be. Um, teams going on their way is uh, three good ones from Group F, which was my highlight. Just the day, the whole, well, our night, when the games were going on at the same time. So you had Hungary who scored first against Germany. You thought they were going through. Then Germany came back and scored. Then Hungary went up and, and scored 2-1. Uh, you, you know, there were so many things happening in this game. There was big saves. There was controversial penalties. It was just a, a massive night of football. The biggest take, like the things you take out from these these the games that happened was one Hungary did their fans proud their nation's pr- nation oh, proud unbelievable performance to do that even to go one one you thought oh that's it they go up the other end and score again they they were the better side than Germany they yep. were and and the other thing you take away I was saying Germany uh, they didn't look fantastic. And no, after that, that performance beforehand, you thought, hey, they were good against Portugal. But defensively, um, you can get them, especially on the counter, yeah. which, is, which is what happened. Portugal uh, just did enough and, and, and France as well. They're exciting games, 2-2, yeah. controversial penalties. But it was an exciting night of football. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that France are going to win it. Fair enough. Mm. But, yeah, fair play to um, Hungary as well. Going up against the last two World Cup winners in their group and the last, the reigning uh, European champions in Portugal, they yeah. put up a good fight and they they scared uh, France, was it? They drew it to France and then Germany. So, yeah, fair mm. play to them. Yep. It was unfortunate that they were in that group. Otherwise, you could have seen them progressing. Nico, what was your low light? My low light was... Poland now on the contrary to Hungary Poland were um, massively disappointing obviously led by the great Lewandowski uh, probably the best striker in the world in my opinion and they were many people's dark horses heading into the tournament as well so they crash out of the tournament without a single win they had one point which they got against Spain of all teams in their group and then they lose to uh, Slovakia and 
Sweden. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to remember who it was. No, that's okay. Slovakia and Sweden. <laughs> um, yeah, they would have gone in as favourites to progress yeah. after, you know, they draw to Spain and... Yeah, to crash out and finish bottom of the group is yeah. That, it's yeah, they had disappointing moments. I mean, even your shirt's my man. Gonna, yeah, I know who you're going to bring up the Lewandowski oh, moment. The, that was it's unbelievable how that that didn't go in and how costly was that? Yeah. One meter out, one open oh, open net, unbelievable. And he hits it over the crossbar. You just don't see that uncharacteristic from him. Yeah, it's that's just when it. it's not your night or when it's not your tournament, it's not your tournament. So and it sums up their tournament as well. It does. My low light was the keeping blunder. But I'm not here to bash them because I know how hard it is. I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for Dubravka, especially that first one. Benefit of the doubt, sun was in his eyes. And then after you cop one like that, your confidence is shot. And and you try and chase the game. You try and impact because you feel so bad for what you've done. And he got caught out of position a few times. He was a little bit shaky. He saved that penalty early on. So it's a shame. They, were, they lost 5-0. And it's really hard to recover from that mentally. Um and, and Spain took advantage. The other one was Neuer, but I don't think it was a keeping blunder. It was a bit harsh from Schwarzer to say that he would have expected him to save that from the header <laughs> from Salai. I don't know. You it do was, have a soft spot for keepers. Of course I do. You're very generous to Debrecht. That was, that was that, a, the howler of the tournament. Yeah, it's the hardest position. You're out there on your own. You're yeah. battling everyone. You are a soldier who goes out there to battle by yourself. You're yeah, copying you all the pressure, the nation's on your sure. shoulders yep. and you can make a little mistake. So let's just not dig into the keepers too much. Yeah? <laughs> and Neuer, like Fair that wasn't, he's, he's a great keeper. You don't expect him to save that one. He was out of position by a fraction. I mean, it was a good header. Yeah, with the career he's had, I think he's uh, due a few bad moments. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even it. call it a bad moment. Nico? Yep. Uh, the Midnight Oil, we're going to burn it because we're going to be up for every single game. Which game are you most looking forward to? It's got to be England-Germany, mate. Two massive teams, one of the biggest rivalries in international football, but more importantly, it's their first meeting. Uh, <clears throat> meeting Don't get emotional. Sorry, it's okay. Since the notorious get 2010 get World Cup it. quarterfinal. Yeah. Obviously, if you remember that, James, it was one of the biggest robber, uh, robberies in football. Where the ball went over the line. Yes, that's yep. it. Frank Lampard's shot, hits yep. the bottom of the crossbar, crosses the line, the goal line, bounces back out, mm. and everyone was celebrating uh, the players, the fans, mm. the commentators. But the only problem was uh, Germany kept playing. That's the referee right. didn't blow the whistle. And goal line um, technology was a little bit too yeah. late. And that would have equalized it for them. They went 2 0 down early, pegged one back, and that would have made a 2 2. And football would have come home. It could have. It was a quarterfinal, mate. Yeah, it was a not, that's and, right. that, and going into half time after that happens to you, you would have just been so down. But yeah, England, the fans, everyone in England, they um, wouldn't have forgotten this no, game. No so going into They're this ready. game, it's going to be massive. Who would you give me a tip then? Well, I don't know. Germany's not in great form, and credit to England. I mean, they haven't conceded a goal yet. They haven't. Despite Pickford's had a criticism. good tournament. They haven't played beautiful football. They haven't, have they? but they've seven points, to, two wins and a draw. You don't need to play Zero. beautiful football to win. In years' time, you look back done. at the record winners, you're not going to care how they Portugal played. Portugal, best example. As, and Greece. That yeah. was horrible to watch, but they won, <laughs> and, and that's all that counts. Greek fans won't be liking that. Yeah, yeah all two of them. Um, Italy versus Austria is what I'm looking forward to. Because Italy's playing and they're my favourites to win it. And I'm excited because this is another one, though. If Italy go and win this, the doubters will still come out and say, hey, it's only Austria. Yep. But it is around a 16 clash. Ten games without conceding, what, 30 on uh, in, in a row um, without losing. Um, mm. They are a dangerous side. And to rotate, like I mentioned, eight players from um, 
the starting lineup, Mancini, to give um, the players minutes. This is a team that's fresh and yep. ready. Even Sirigu got minutes. So yep. I'm looking forward to this one and I, I'm expecting another 3-0 win. <laughs> is that too much to expect? Yes, I think so. Uh, we'll, we'll see, though. We'll see what happens. Hey, this is all we've got time for between me and Nico, but Nico's got a very special interview with Western United's Ryan Scott, and that will be coming up shortly. I can't wait for that, Nico. Yeah, goalkeeper's on the agenda, so I'll be asking him all about that. Beautiful. All right, we can't wait. Hashtag Continental Breakfast to get involved in the show. Really thank you for your company, and we'll be back after all of the Round 16 clashes are done. Welcome back to another edition of the Continental Breakfast brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile and the dedicated Euro 2020 live app. Today we're joined by a special guest, A-League and Western United goalkeeper, Ryan Scott. Ryan, welcome and thank you for taking the time to have a chat. Not a worry, pleasure. Firstly, I just want to say congratulations, mate. You're coming off a breakout season for Western United. You've been second to Philip Curto for about a year and a half since you arrived on the scene. Did make your debut last season, but uh, you got your opportunity again midway through this season in a game subbed on for Curdo in the first half against Western Sydney. Um, since then, you never really looked back. 15 appearances, five clean sheets. You must be happy with how this season's turned out. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it's always a bit of a grey area when you're the number two. Not really sure when you're going to get that chance. Uh, also got the chance last year in Adelaide. Um, played the one game um, and then, yeah, again, was, was sort of biding my time and got another opportunity and, yeah, managed to to really get cracking, get a good run of games and felt really comfortable and, yeah, very happy with, with my season in sort of what was a, a disappointing season overall for the club. Yeah, of course. But I have to ask you, um, have you played as yourself uh, in FIFA 21 yet? <laughs> to be honest, I don't play FIFA, so. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you want your stats or...? <laughs> Oh, I've, I've been told I'm no good on it, so just, uh, at least they got that right. <laughs> nah, mate, I'm sure you're due for an upgrade next season, no doubt. Yeah, um, yes. Made yourself recognised now. Yeah. To be fair, uh, Ryan, you, you've done the hard yards to get to the top. It's the great story, really. You ploughed your trade at NPL level for a while, spent five years at Bentley Greens while literally working in a trade as a bricklayer. Um, how did you find the period, you know, juggling football and work? Um, and trying to perform at a high enough level to stand out to A-League clubs? Yeah, it's tricky. Um, you know, it's, it's, instead of long days, you're up early for work and then, um, you know, hanging around for soccer at night. Uh, it's, I don't know, everyone in the, in the NPL is sort of doing the same thing, you know, whether they're just happy in the league or, or whether they're trying to, to push that on with their career. So it's sort of, you know, it's a good competition. Um you know, I was fortunate enough to be at Benley, which is a which is a very strong club, and we had a lot of success. Um, I think that helped me in the in the fact that we're winning trophies, and you know, we're constantly there at the business end of the year. And I guess you, probably them games get a little bit more attention than you know your regular games through the season. Uh, we had a few cup runs as well in the FA Cup, which is you know helped me again. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. In the end, it's sort of the way it came about. Like I don't know, the more I I chased it. Earlier in my my Bentley days, um, the harder it was to get, and then I'd sort of not given up, but you know I was just happy, you know, laying bricks and um, and, and playing for Bentley, and then I went away on a holiday uh, after our 2009 flag, uh, 2019 flag, sorry, and then uh, yeah, Western uh, 
had an, one of their goalkeepers did his ACL. Um, so through someone else's misfortune, I was, you know, given an opportunity and then, and that was basically it. I signed three months um, as an injury replacement and then another three months, which took me to the end of the season. And then, yeah, I managed to get a, a two-year deal. Um, and then, which I extended again for an extra year. So I've yeah, got another two years. So it's, you know, it took me five years at Bentley to sort of, you know, get that sniff um, and, and take the opportunity. And then now it's sort of the domino effect has sort of kicked on with it, which has been good. Yeah, of course. And yeah, you did mention the MPL and you enjoyed like you were the hero really in the penalty shootout of that 2019 um, MPL grand final as well. Um, were you expecting a call at the time um, when you, Western United reached out? Nah, no chance. Um, I was, I'd sort of heard a few whispers that maybe they were going to take me um, at the start of their preseason, which was um, you know, like our coach Johnny A left us, I think it was midway through our 2019 campaign to to join Western United. So if, if anything, if I thought I was a chance, I probably would have thought it would have been, you know, from the get go when they when they started. But um, you know, all the A League clubs their their season had started, so the, you know, the, all the rosters was, rosters were full. Um, again, you know, you, you don't, you know, you always sort of need to be ready and and have that hope in case there is an injury or, or whatever happens. Um, Cause you know, there's always them little Cinderella stories that come about. And yeah, I was lucky enough to have a good, good year. And um, obviously knowing Johnny A helped me um, get in the door and, you know, sometimes as sad as it is, it's sometimes all it takes is to know someone that, it, that might put you just above the rest of the pack. Um, you know, fortunately it paid off for me and then it's up to you to, to kick on. Yeah, and, you know, fast forward now a year and a bit and, you know, you're the number one goalkeeper for Western United. Did you think it would happen this fast, I mean, this quickly? Um, obviously, Kurto coming in as one of the marquee signings, really, was one of the best goalkeepers in the competition uh, when he made the move across to Western United. And, I mean, now you've overtaken him. Um, yeah, did you think it would happen so quickly? Oh, not at all. I'd be lying if I, if I said it would. Um, yeah, it's again. It's it's a tricky, um, it's a tricky position. Like you know, obviously Philip was playing uh, for you know he's he's a fantastic goalkeeper. I couldn't couldn't speak more highly of Philip, and and he helped me so much. Even when I was playing, he there was absolutely no resent. He was fully supportive. It's just the position. Like you know, I managed to get an opportunity. Um, I played well, and. You know, I would have been a little bit disappointed if if I went back to the bench after playing well. And it's you know basically game by game. If you keep performing, then it's sort of hard to it's hard to get dropped. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I'm sure if, if I you know I had let's say I had ten good games and then and then I was out in and Philip went back in and and he was playing well. I would have been back on the bench. You know, so it's so it's like yeah, you you got to take your opportunity and then um, it's it's basically up to you. On, on keeping your spot and yeah I managed to to perform well and and I was very happy and proud of that and obviously worked hard you know with with Philip and, and Frank Urich our goalkeeper coach um over the two seasons to to be able to you know that's what you're trained for you're trained for to be in the the in the goal and then you got to stay there yeah and I guess that's a that's a good segue into my next question I was just going to ask you know like I find the relationship between goalkeepers on the same team really interesting. Like there's obviously that goalkeepers union, 
but it is a competitive position to be in when you're fighting for the same spot. And I was just going to ask, like, what what's your relationship with uh, Philip, and you know, how do you manage that competitive side? Yeah, um, it's funny. I probably got asked, oh, at least a hundred times, um, <laughs> or you know, how is he, or you know, what's is he angry, or is he pissed off, or you know, what's the go? And like, his, he was he was fine, like. It's as you said. It's a, the goalkeeper union. You know, you, it's a it's a very isolated position. Um, you know, you train separate from the group for you know most of the time. So, he's working together, and and we all know that there's one spot. Um, you know, maybe if they put two goals in and and we could play in one goal each, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. So, we've got to you know you've got to work together. And and I've had good relationships with all my um, goalkeepers, whether I've been the number one or the number two. Um, you know, over my career, I, I think. You know, you're competitive. There's that's unwritten. You don't even have to to say that. You know, hey, I want your spot, and you want my spot. Um, you're both gunning for the same position, but you know, you play hard, play fair. Uh, whoever the coach picks the team. If you're if you're in, you're in, and 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 I'll support you, and you support me. So, I'd like to think that I supported Philip. Um, you know, the year and a half that I, I was on the bench, I, I gave everything to support him and, and make sure he was comfortable and everything uh, that he that he needed, he had. And then when it was time to return the favour, he did, he did exactly that for me. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, you also joined the leadership group as well, and so I've heard, and that alone is a massive achievement. But to do it while you're, you know, a backup goalkeeper, so you're not generally on the field as much, it says a lot about your character. Um, and you, you also took home your second club person of the season award. So you obviously have a massive impact on this team off the field as well. So can you talk a little bit about that and, yeah, just give a little bit of insight? Yeah, um, yeah, it was obviously nice to to pick up that award again. Uh, I don't know. I think I think I'm naturally a leader. Um, you know, growing up playing cricket and always you know playing sport and just in you know school and everything. I, I like to you know I like to lead from the front. Um, again, when you're coming into a new environment, which you're sort of you know not sure if you're even at, at a level, it's a bit hard to you know try and show your leadership qualities and stuff. But um, you know, as a, as I felt more comfortable like you know tried to, to help out where I can and you know sometimes just little things um you know helping out with the gear and stuff like that that, that everyone starts from the bottom um but yeah I think it's just the way I've been brought up by my parents um you know I like to help out as I said like to get around the boys and you know I'm a you know a bit of an Aussie I don't know Aussie bloke who just just enjoy having a bit of fun and they're making sure everyone's having fun with me so um yeah, I, I think it's just it can't, like I'm. I'm not going doing anything ridiculous. I think to you know to get these awards or anything. I'm just being me, and and that's you know seem to to fit the mold for for that award. It seems. Yeah, yeah, and one of the biggest downers on the season from a Western United point of view was Mark Rudin, the coach, um, put a lot of faith in you initially and gave you your A League opportunity, and he's no longer at the club. Um, yeah, you would have built a good relationship with him over time. Obviously, had plenty of faith and trust in you. So now you almost have to reset and press a new coach who comes in. Um, how do you plan to deal with that? And uh, is it just a matter of keep doing what you're doing, or is there a bit of extra motivation to do a little bit more? Yeah, um, also very grateful for for Mark and the, the opportunity that he that he gave me. Um, again, as I touched on earlier, he could have easily. You know, if if he wanted to, he could have put Philip back in once he was fit, and and you know, who knows? I've only played two games, but he showed the pace to me, and I'll always be grateful for him. 
Um, but yeah, a, a new coach is coming in. Obviously, we're not sure who yet. Um, but yeah, it's basically a clean slate. There's obviously um, Phillips. Phillips left the club, so they'll be signing another goalkeeper. Um, you know, it could be anyone. So yeah, I've got to got to get cracking and and you know fight for the spot again. So there's, there's no, you know, that you're not. I don't. I'm not owed anything. So um, it's yeah. It's it's whoever comes in. It's um, again. I'm sure we'll have a great relationship and we'll lock horns and support each other and whoever's playing is playing and obviously I hope it's me. Um, I'm confident that it'll be me, but um, yeah, excited for another challenge. Yeah, exactly. But you can only, um, I can only judge you off what you've done so far and you've done some pretty good things. Like over the last couple of years, you've ticked off a couple of big goals, like making your debut, cementing your spot. What's next on your checklist is, you know, uh, national football on the agenda. Oh, that's always a dream. Um, it's yeah, I think that's down the track. I think I've got a lot, lot to prove, and then a lot to do before that comes into the equation. Um, you know, one day if that if that comes up, that'd be, you know, that'd be the, the icing on the cake. But um, just you know, again, I've only played, I've only played twenty games. I'm still, you know, as much as I cemented myself this season, I'm I'm still really at at the bottom, and and still you know need two, three, four strong seasons to to really start putting my, my foot forward. So, yeah, just get busy again in pre-season. We go back in a couple of weeks, obviously new coach. So, my, basically, my main goal from now is is to be to be starting round one. So, I don't want to look too far ahead, but that's my main goal. And then um, we'll keep going from there. And obviously, we had a poor season. So, we need to turn that around and, and make sure we're playing finals football this year. And I wish you all the best for that as well. Um with the Euros in full swing now, uh, you've been playing with a certain players, had plenty of experience at that level in Alessandro Diamanti, your captain. Uh, what's it like to not only be playing with him, but to train and hang around with him every day? Yeah, he's a character. Um, yeah. now I remember actually watching that penalty shootout when was it 2012, I think, against England. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you told me that I'd be sharing the change room with him in what 10 years down the track would have, would have said you're a liar. So, um, no, he's, he's great. He's, he's experienced. You know, you, you can see his CV where he's played, he's played at the highest level. Um, you know, he's, he's still lined up the league at the ripe old age of 38 or whatever it is. I think he's 38. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's, you know, it's not every day you get to, you get to rub shoulders with, with someone who's achieved, achieved what he has. Um, you know, he's got so much to give to, you know, to us Aussie boys and and the club, um, you know, he's still he's with us again this year. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping that you know we can send him off on a good way if if this is his last year. Um, but yeah, he's he's um, he's magical. Like we, you know, what can you say? Everyone sees the way he carries on, and um, you know, obviously Fox Sports love him, and he's a real you know big marketing tool. But um, yeah, he's he's earned all that. He's he's done the hard yards over his career and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to to step on the park with him. Yep. Um, have you been following the Euros? And if you have been, who are you supporting? Yeah, I've, I've been following them. Um, I wouldn't say from afar. Obviously, I'm interested, but you know, I'm not up, up every night till early hours watching. Um, I'm supporting England. My, my dad's my dad's a Geordie, so he's a big England fan. So I'm I'm on England with him. Um, not fully convinced. I think the makings are there, but I don't know. Just you're never sure with England. Um, <laughs> I like the look of Italy. I think if I, I like I like France as well. So, but if if I had to have a stab at it, I'll say Italy. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're on fire at the moment. Um, you did say you were a Geordie. Did you catch uh, Martin his own goal the other day? Uh, yes, I did. Um, as I've always said, I'm a goalkeeper and I've made howls as well. So I don't criticise any goalkeeper. Um, what do you do? Next next one, Martin. But yeah, yeah. great goalkeeper. And and yeah, yeah had a, a good year with... We had a great year last year, and I think he had a few injuries with Newcastle this year. But um, yeah, he's a great goalkeeper. But yeah, we've all got a we've all got a howler in the locker. Yeah, for sure, it happens. Um, what, what have you been making of uh, England's performances so far? I mean, undefeated, yeah, I don't know. haven't conceded. Yeah, same old England. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, one nil. Like I swear, they win one nil all the time. Their, their first game. Who was the first game against? Croatia. Croatia, yeah. You know, got the job done. And then yeah, the other day again they were they were okay. They won one nil. You know what I mean? Not convincing, but you'll take it. You know, if they win one nil every game, then happy days. Do you have a tip for uh England and Germany coming up next? Yeah, huge game. I'll tip England. But if Germany win, well I'd be surprised. I think there's a bit of bit of history there as well. So I'm sure it'll be a great game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's gonna be a cracker. Um and being a goalkeeper yourself. I'll finish off with this question. Uh, who's impressed you most between the sticks during the Euros? I've uh, actually been impressed by Jordan Pickford. He hasn't had a lot to do, but um, yeah, he's, he's he's Sunderland and I'm Newcastle, so I've always slagged him off, but yeah, he's kept a few clean sheets. So, well, he's kept three clean sheets. I don't think they've got the goal yet. So I'll, yeah. I'll give him the, uh, he's, he's surprised me. Yeah, he surprised all of us, to be honest. Um, thank, thanks for coming on Ryan um, you've been a ripper it's been a great interview and um, definitely look forward to seeing what you're going to be doing next season with Western United we'll be looking forward to watching you no worries thank you